welcome to Kim Knows Nothing. No. Is that our theme song? Theme? <laughs> theme? I tried to say that in a way that wouldn't make you... I, I honestly wasn't listening to your words. I was just waiting for a space to make the noise. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Just waiting for a space. That's all. That's about that's 75% of any any conversation with me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just waiting. Uh, here at Kim Knows Nothing, I share a true crime story that I've researched. And yep. Kim, who knows nothing about true crime, reacts. And she has sound effects. Yep. I like that one. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. But Kim, she knows nothing about true crime. Or much of... You know what? Tell I me. I don't like when words mean different things, but are the same word. Like, and I know that they're not the same, but like tool, like a, a like on a dress. Tool, yeah. Tool, like a hammer. Yeah, those are spelled different. I know, but then when I... They don't sound like There's they're spelled tool, It's like tool and tool. No, everyone says tool, though. They're tools. They're, I don't <laughs> like when someone's like, oh, would you like tool? <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. What do you, what, what does that mean? Like a Just hammer? Just call it something else. Like, do you want fluff? <laughs> fluff. <laughs> Isn't there another name for it? I think it's just called tool. I don't like that. I don't like when words mean different things. Just there's, you can combine letters to make any, anything. True. So just name it something different. Be creative. No, I agree. Yeah. The English language is stupid. I'm looking at you there, there, there. There, there, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with that. Okay. Thank you. You're an idiot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> because really, like, how dumb does a person have to be to be confused about, like, tool? <laughs> tool and tool. It, it, like, contextually. But I am. All right. <laughs> so so this week, we'll be talking about a murder in Delaware. Oh, I know Delaware. What do you know about it? My um, aunt and uncle live there. Okay. And my uncle... Um, works now works at the University of Delaware. Okay. Yeah, he used to be the vice president hmm. of America. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Heard Uncle of it. Joe, you know I've my Uncle Joe. You, I'm always telling stories about my Uncle Joe. Always, I just too too many stories. I'm always like, oh, Uncle Joe riding the rails again. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my uncle Russ really does work there at the University of Delaware. I believe and it. it's um, small, but pretty. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and the murder happened in 1991. Whoa, I wasn't even born yet. Olden days. You're very yeah, young. I am. I am. I had to, um, my mommy dropped me off here. Your mommy? Because <laughs> I don't even have a car yet. <laughs> That's nice of her. Yeah. She's really supportive of this. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> so our victim was named Dorothy May Donovan. Oh, I love that name. That's just like, was she old? She was 70 years old. That's a sweet old lady yeah, name. See? A 70 yeah. is not like an old lady. Not like, old, but older. That's, like a sweet, that's an older generation. Name. Yeah, definitely. That's really sweet. Yeah, definitely. So Dorothy May Donovan, she was born Dorothy May Bonnie. Oh, I love it even more. Name, on May 18th, 1921 in Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. No, last name. Actually spelled B-O-N-N-E-Y. Oh, okay. Not Bonnie so Hunt. So no. Then. She was born on May 18th, 1921 in Burrsville, Maryland. Somehow she made her way to Delaware. And not I that hard, right? I don't, it's not that hard. It's a couple <laughs> states away. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know too much about her life, but we do know that um, when she was killed in 1991, she was 70 years old, like I said. Um, and we know that she married a man named Wallace Charles Holden sometime before she turned 29. And together they had three children, Charles, born in 1950, Brenda, born in 1951, and Diana, born in 1954. Okay. That all checks out so far. Yep. 
And Wallace, her husband, passed away in 1958 of a heart attack. Wow. Sadly, yes. That's young. And then she went on to marry um, another man named Ralph Donovan. This is where she had got the last name Donovan. She Remember, she was called Dorothy Donovan. She scooped that up. Scooped it up. Um, And Ralph, he became a stepfather to Dorothy's three children um, when she married him. But he died from a stroke in 1987 at the age of 66. Goodness. So she's like double widowed. Yeah. It's just sad. Um, But where Dorothy lived in Harrington, Delaware, back in 1991, this is a quiet, safe farming town of less than 2,500 people. Oh. Yeah. So murder is really rare here. Everyone knows everyone. It's not. Definitely not the place you expect murder to happen. My family lives in um, in Michigan. There's like a lot of farms and stuff around them. Oh, yeah. And uh, I always say that like that's scarier to me. Yeah. Than the city. Yes. And they always say the opposite because, you know, I guess you know what you know. But yeah, like you don't anybody, expect it. Yeah. I don't know. You Anyone's expect around. murder. You expect murder here. Well, There's no, so many. more than that, I feel like. Um, you know, if you see something, say something. Yeah. That doesn't work when you're, you know, acres away from the next house. That's true. You can't see something. Right. That's so true. You can't say something. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot scarier. Yeah. So how was Dorothy killed? I don't know. I think you're going to tell I'm me. i tell though. you. She was found in her bed on the night of June 23rd, 1991 with stab wounds to her chest and face. Oh. Yeah. And it was brutal. Um, not this, The scene good. was brutal. Not good. And it looked like the crime scene had been staged. So Ooh. something fishy there. I don't like when people are murdered. Of course. But I do like when an element <laughs> of any crime is that like it's staged. Okay. And I'm like so curious then. Like what? How did you stage it? Did you think about this ahead of time? Right. Did you see? What, do you, what did you do that made you think like, oh, if I knock this face over, no one will catch me. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm so curious about what goes through these morons heads before they do this awful awful crime well so the authorities thought that it had been staged because her body was posed in an odd position and i wasn't able to find out what the positioning was but it was weird it was like not she wasn't like just laying down it was it was sort of unnatural looking like her body had been moved and staged and none of her belongings had been taken though not even her purse so it's a little bit bizarre the situation. B-b-b-b-bizarre. How about a sound effect instead of you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> she has a full sound effects board, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that I'm like looking at. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Bizarre. Bizarre. And it was Dorothy's oldest son, Charles Holden, who had called police. Oh, no. He found her? Yes. Oh, he lived man. in a trailer next to his mom's house. Okay. Um, and when the police got there, Charles had a really bizarre story to tell. Oh, no. Char- Damn it, Charles. So he said he knew who did this. All right. It was a man that he had picked up who was hitchhiking. Wait. <laughs> Which is... So Charles said the man that he'd picked up had gotten angry when he wouldn't take him as far as he wanted to go and that when he kicked this hitchhiker out of the truck, this man, according to Charles, must have gone to his mother's house where Charles lived and killed his mother as some act of revenge. That's what Charles told the authorities. Well, I don't know how I feel about that story. Yes. But here's what I know. Yeah. If you're hitchhiking. Yeah. I think that you should just be like appreciative Mm -hmm. of somebody taking you as far as they'll take you. Yeah. Don't. That's selfish. Yeah. Also, don't hitchhike. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, different times, I guess. I think in the 1940s, it was acceptable to hitchhike. My mom did some hitchhiking. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Everybody, I feel like all of our moms did. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I don't know if it's more dangerous now to hitchhike. Like literally the population since like 1953 has doubled. There are twice as many people in this country than there were in 1953. That so, means twice as many terrible ch- people. Yeah, twice as many chances to get murdered now. That's yeah. I mean, just it's Thanks a numbers game at this I'll point. I'll be playing that in my head a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, the officers, they were looking at Charles, his story, thinking this is really suspicious. But they didn't have any reason to arrest him. But he was still their number one suspect. Because He's they didn't, number one. He's number they, one. They didn't have any other, anything else to go on, right? So, and it was clear that this wasn't a robbery because nothing had been stolen, right? Um, and Dorothy's injuries were really personal, right? So she had stab wounds, over a dozen stab wounds to her face. That's awful. And that's usually a personal crime. Usually that's like, you know, you're looking at this person, you're angry at them, right? So that's yeah. why the authorities were like, the killer must have known her. And had some kind of a vendetta against her. And the murder weapon. Okay. Knife. No. Wait, what? <laughs> I was kidding. I was being like. N- not a knife. The, the sarcastic, funny one that our audience has grown to respect. They love it. Yeah. They love the Probably jokes. Probably not. But- no. Not a knife. A screwdriver. What? <laughs> Ew, I know. That's really. Uh, that's not very sharp. It seems. That seems difficult. Not, yeah. And the screwdriver had come from Charles's truck. Okay, so it still could be this hitchhiker. Uh-huh. But <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Idiot. <laughs> no, but nobody knows who this hitchhiker is, right? But it could be. Is that's the beauty of the hitchhiker. Story. Exactly. They just That's like when you are gonna call out sick, but you didn't fake sick the day before at work. You know what you got? What? Food poisoning. Yeah, because it's out of nowhere. And then yeah, and then guess what? You look fine the next day. So later, police wanted Charles to tell his story again so that they could get a composite drawing of this hitchhiker, right? This hitchhiking killer man. You ever seen, uh, you ever seen a homeless man? Okay. (laughs) He probably had a beard, right? Beard? Yeah, beard. (laughs) Yeah, definitely beard. He had a monocle. (laughs) Monocle. He didn't have a monocle. Monocle. Why did I say monocle? Monocle, cane, top hat. It was Mr. Peanut. He had a he had a an hourglass figure. Yeah. <laughs> so Charles told the police that he had been working the four to eleven shift at his factory job, and then stopped off at Hardee's to get a burger on his way home. Classic. Ever heard of Hardee's? I've never been. Yeah, to I know about Hardee's. Hardee's. It's um, what is it? It's Jack in the Box, I think. Right? No, they or own Carl's, Carl's Jr. Jr. Carl's yeah. Jr. Yeah. I know. Listen, fast food. I'm a California native. Indeed. An honorary Texan. Ah. Uh-huh. But I got the Midwest East Coast in my heart, you know? Because you know about Hardee's. Because I know about Hardee's. You know about you know. Hardee's, that means you're not from California. I'm from San Diego. <laughs> I got te- I'm honorary Texan. I got East Coast, Midwest in my heart. <laughs> so after he stopped um, to get a burger, as he was walking to his truck, Charles said he was approached by this man who said he needed a ride because his sister was having a baby at the hospital. Oh, congratulations, right? murderer. Mm. <laughs> so Charles agreed to give the man a ride, but only for a few miles. And so the man gets in the, his truck with him, and they drove for a few miles. Then Charles, not wanting the man to know where he lived, about half a mile from his home, asks him to get out. And Charles then said the man got really angry for not driving him farther. And when he stopped the truck, the hitchhiker grabbed a screwdriver from the truck, got out, and tried to fight Charles. Dang. This is all a very specific story, yeah. right? Yeah. And he took the screwdriver 
in his left hand. Notice how it includes the screwdriver, which yeah. happens to be the murder weapon. Or notice how this real story was real and Charles is giving as many facts as possible. Exactly. I feel like Charles... What do you think? Um, does he wear suspenders? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I think Charles is not a good guy. Okay, what do you think? What do you think actually happened here? Well, I believe the thing about Hardee's. Okay, because that's real. And then I don't know the rest. What I, What does your intuition tell you? If you're the detective, Charles did it. You're on the scene. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It tells me that Charles did it, and that this homeless guy is bullshit. It's made up. Okay. Yeah. So when he stopped the truck, yeah, the hitchhiker gets out. They fight. And the hitchhiker has the screwdriver. But Charles gets back into the truck really fast, fast enough to beat the hitchhiker. And he gets in the truck and drives away and leaves the hitchhiker at this intersection. Right? Mm -hmm. And so then, really freaked out by this, Charles doesn't go right home. He drives around for like 40 minutes because he... He's freaked out, but he also doesn't want this hitchhiker to know where he lived, so he didn't... He should have gone to a police station. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. So he, he doesn't go straight home, but then when he does get home, he sees this hitchhiker wandering around outside his oh, property. Oh, shit. That would mom scare me so bad. Yeah. But, okay, so Charles, remember, dropped him off half a mile away from his home. How would this hitchhiker know where Charles lived? Right? Yeah, That's but also, like... It is weird, but then maybe he always oh, waiting for Charles. Yeah, the story is bullshit. Yeah, right. It doesn't yeah. make it doesn't make sense, and the authorities were immediately suspicious. Yeah. So other reasons that Charles was looking suspicious is that he was having a hard time financially, and he was living in that trailer on his mom's property. It was a farm, and the mom lived in the farmhouse. He was living on her property because he was having financial trouble. That's no worries. He's doing um, tiny house living. Yeah, we all do it. Yeah. But not long before the murder, his mother... We all do it. You're, the place that we're recording right now has seven bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, it's so echoey in this house. That's the, that's the only problem with, with uh, recording here. It's nice because you have valet. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. But right? uh, it's very echoey. So then your team has to come in every single time mm-hmm. and uh, bring in lots of noise-canceling yeah. things. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. We so you don't life. do a tiny living. Listen, I was just trying to relate to the people. Yeah, yeah, I want them to feel trying like to humble I, yourself. Yeah, I want them to think that I am like them. I'm you, listener. <laughs> With seven bedrooms. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. One of our bedrooms is the piano room. Piano room? Where I play piano. <laughs> <laughs> One of the rooms is the piano room. Keanu. That's where you have just plastered Keanu Reeves posters <laughs> everywhere everywhere but not the matrix it's not his best work it's no. just sweet november stuff everywhere. oh god <laughs> um like Keanu Reeves. so he was having financial trouble right i don't know anything about that obviously but not long <laughs> not long before the murder his mother to this guy <laughs> his mother had taken out a brand new life insurance policy where charles was the main beneficiary where are the other kids there's, he's got the two sisters. They're just not around. I'm not really wow. sure what they're up to. Um, but as he was being questioned by the police, another reason police questioned or suspected him is that they asked him to take a polygraph, and he refused a polygraph. Oh. So if you're innocent, why are you refusing that, right? Maybe he doesn't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So authorities are thinking it's him, but they've got no evidence to really prove that. At the crime scene, there were fingerprints and DNA that were left behind. Ugh. you're grossed out by that yeah it's gross like yeah. when i think of dna because i'm like what did you leave behind skin flakes oh yeah um you're 
your jickums? Well, I'll tell you um, what it was. Okay, cool. Please let so none of that. <laughs> so left, left in Dorothy's blood was a partial palm print. And then the killer had also left behind some of his own blood on a light switch. Point. Oh, Dorothy fighting back. Good for her. No, she didn't fight back. Oh, okay, Dorothy. His own blood, the police thought, was because the, the back window had been broken. And they're thinking whoever broke the window probably cut their hand. Oh. That's what they're thinking. Got a boo-boo. So the authorities run the palm print. Mm-hmm. And it is not Charles what? Holden. Wow. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, I really shit on Charles. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. <laughs> so not Charles That's Holden. That's very surprising. Right? Yeah. Now uh, I don't know. Now you just don't know. No. I like to... Uh, trick you yeah i was waiting for the twist well there's always we found one. it there's always a twist. <laughs> shall we take an ad break oh yeah this episode is sponsored in part by wink wink wine ink not the creepy thing that no. i like to do because i know that it bothers stacy so creepy um, wink w-i-n-c is a wine curator and delivery service it is Super cool. So you go online and you answer like six quick questions about what kind of, not even what kind of wine you drink, but like, what do you like for sweets? What do you like for all that kind of stuff? And it's very specific. I was really surprised. And then based on those, it'll send you like four or five wines. It comes with a little booklet that tells you all about wines. And it's cool because you, one, get new wines. They're all different. But then you also get to try and figure out what kind of stuff you like to drink and what you don't like and all that kind of stuff. They're a, just a cool company. And they're not, like, their customer service is great. They're just a, a really good company. If you go to wink.com and enter promo code, see, that's stuff too. <laughs> Murds, M-U-R-D-S. Talking birds on the wine. Uh, <laughs> wink.com and then promo code MERDS you get 20 bucks off your first order which is sweet because the wines are not super expensive anyway mm-hmm. so you're scoring some uh, some good wines at a good price and Wink will take care of shipping so you don't have to worry about that either and we're back oh whoa we were gone a couple days yeah yeah I'm in a, a different outfit yep, yep. different day <laughs> yep so we were looking at Charles Holden as our suspect for killing his mother. That's right, I remember. But he he perhaps now didn't do it. Yes, his mother, Dorothy but Donovan. But he did still get a burger at Hardee's. He did get a burger at Hardee's. Okay. That's, the, that's the information that we cannot deny. Okay. <laughs> Undeniable. He got Undeniable. a really good burger at Hardee's. Yeah. And got those real good fries. That's right. Cool. So the DNA... Um, and palm print at the scene are not matching Charles Holden. In fact, they're not matching anybody that police have in their database. So this is difficult to pin on Charles or anybody else for that matter. But his story still was too crazy, and it didn't make any sense. A random killing like that by some a hitchhiker that you picked up, it's just the story is unbelievable. It makes no sense. Yeah. So what police were thinking is that he could have hired somebody to kill his mother because he does have that mode of the life insurance. But he doesn't have it. Oh, okay. Right. He doesn't and so, have any money, but he has future he, investments. Yeah, but I mean, exactly. So I'll pay you when I the life insurance poli- policy pays out. Um, and so if he hired somebody, his fingerprints don't necessarily ha- need to be at the crime scene. So police are still looking at Charles Holden as having orchestrated this sorry charles yeah but even dorothy's Char- other <laughs> Char- charles and 
in uh, questioning. Yes. <laughs> Even Dorothy's other children, remember the sisters? Yeah. Brenda and Diana, they believe their brother had something to do with their mother's murder. Oh. Yeah. Because they're like, dude, that story makes no sense. You yeah. Know? What do you think? Now I think uh, the sisters did it. <laughs> I don't know She's what a I good think. Detective. I really don't know what to think right now. <laughs> so investigators put together a theory that whoever Charles had picked up at the Hardee's, the hitchhiker, that might have been the man that he hired to kill his mother. Dirty deeds done yeah. dirt cheap because Hardy's <laughs> great prices. <laughs> Kim loves Hardy's. <laughs> Apparently. I do today. <laughs> so they um, remember they had the composite drawing of the hitchhiker because Charles had given yeah, the description. Yeah, the Mr. Peanut one. Yeah. <laughs> but actually the man, he was African-American, okay. about 5'8 or 5'9, clean shaven, in his late 20s or early 30s. Slender and was wearing large rimmed glasses. Oh, okay. Okay, very Did they specific. get any specifics on the hitchhiker? Like, what's his name? What's his deal? No. What's, is he like? No details on him. Is he cool? He seems cool. He's so cool. I mean, I don't know. He sounds handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. Those large rimmed glasses, that's what got her. Yeah. If he had a beard, that would be gross. No, that'd be great. Oh. No, that would be, I was going to say that would seal the deal for me. I'd be out in Maryland right now <laughs> trying to deal. find this young man. Um, so the sketch was released to the media, and witnesses at the Hardy's restaurant said that they saw this man get into that truck with Charles that night. Whoa. So Charles was seen with this man, but again, they're thinking this is the man that killed the mom, and Charles hired this man to do that. Because what are the chances that it would be random? But the sketch leads nowhere. Police actually, they did end up rest, arresting one guy, uh-huh. but he had a full beard. And so they knew that... that how far like how far apart is the murder and this investigation? It was like a couple days. So like he could just have a beard. There's no way. No, but the hitchhiker was clean shaven. I know, but he could have just started to grow it immediately. No, full beard. Uh, excuse me, your Listen, brother-in-law grows a full beard on accident before breakfast. Not in like two days. <laughs> Some people grow beards really fast. Not that fast. Kim doesn't know about beard science. No. (laughs) I don't have one myself, so. I do. Cool. No, I don't. Um, And this man also had an alibi. So the man that they arrested um, ended up being, it went nowhere, right? So guess what happened? Freed by the beard. Indeed. (laughs) The opposite of Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. He has a beard at one point. He does? Yeah, that's like a thing, but I can't remember why. I forget. Yeah. I saw it so long ago. It's so good, though. Mm. That train crash? Yeah. they That's real. It's a real train crash? Yeah, we watched it in school, and they just Ooh. put cameras everywhere. That's stuff. cool. Yeah, it's a one one shot. Kim went to film school. Yeah, that's, that school's closed now. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> um, so guess what's going to happen to this case? Closed. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> when I say that they have no suspects. <laughs> she was so excited. You should have seen her face. I was excited. She was so excited. Oh, like a little kid on Christmas morning. No. <laughs> no, you fool. The case. Ooh, you suck. Yeah, thank That's you. That's for you. That's for you. The case goes cold. Mm. I don't have a sound effect for that, but you know, it I was like, I was send you one. I couldn't find one that was short enough. It needs to be like a. It sounds like this. <laughs> oh, burr, it's cold. No, not not like a person. I'm, I'm in the movie Frozen. Oh god, I'm just a poor man's tangle. <laughs> oh, burn. 
So it's not a burn. That's accurate. It is accurate. So years go by, and while suspicion is still surrounding Charles Holden, the police have no evidence to pin the murder on him. Um, And the TV show Unsolved Mysteries, remember (gasps) it? Oh, yeah. I was really scared of that show. Oh, so scary. Because Unsolved. And it's just, like, when I was a kid, I was afraid of everything. I couldn't watch scary movies. Yeah. Scary, too. Yeah. Do you not remember that show? Mm Mm-mm. It was a reenactment show. Oh. But it was scary. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Um... That, it, there was that. Unsolved Mysteries was the scariest because it's. I think it's meant to be unsolved. scary. Unsolved. They're unsolved. And the way it was produced, the music and everything, it was terrifying. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. America's Most Wanted scared me too. Yeah. I was scared of everything. Um, but yeah, Unsolved Mysteries did an episode on the story in 1994, so three years after the murder. But still there were no answers, right? So this one is going to remain unsolved for quite a while. That really sucks for... The family, the sisters. Yeah, for sure. Charles, if he really had nothing to do with it, that's awful. Right. Also. And then for sweet Dorothy May. I know. It's really, that sucks. Yeah. And I know that it's a very common thing that happens. That's mm-hmm. what makes it. Very sad, common. That it's, it's really sad. So that's it, what makes it sad is that it's really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. So that makes it sad. Yeah. So it wouldn't be until 2006. So 15 years later. Whoa. That authorities. seven. <laughs> That math doesn't check out. (laughs) No. That doesn't add up. (laughs) No. So 15 years later in 2006, authorities would finally have some new information. Yeah. They, you know what I don't have is like a breaking news. Like that? Yeah, yeah. I think that worked. So. Thank you. I think we're good then, I guess. Okay. (laughs) So have you heard of CODIS? (laughs) Codis, <laughs> C O D I S. Wait, you might have. Maybe you've probably heard it in a crime show. It's the FBI's DNA index system. Oh, I think I have. Actually. It stands for Combined DNA Index System. So it's basically the software that they use that has all not nationwide DNA from unsolved crimes are in the system. Okay, and they use it, and it basically that and DNA then that computer is actually in somebody's brain. Oh yeah, for sure. It's cool. this one like guy, show Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> so there's if there's dna evidence that's been processed from a crime scene it can sit in codis for however long it takes until a match comes up meaning somebody was just arrested and their dna was taken oh that's and then they're able to make a match right yeah um something tells me that's about to be very helpful yes it is (laughs) no actually i mentioned it it's just unrelated just oh something popped into my head did you know that just some trivia wouldn't that be great well anyway they never figured it out anyways this is an unsolved one so a match comes up for the crime, and it's a man named Gilbert Cannon. Nick Cannon. That's what I said. <laughs> the DNA matches man named Gilbert Cannon. Cannon was a career criminal, having been in, in and out of jail since 1981 for theft, burglary, resisting arrest, and other stuff. And his DNA sample had been given upon release from prison in December 2004 for a robbery he had committed. So it wasn't until December 2004 that authorities had his DNA. Oh. Right? Um, and so also matching was his palm print to the one left at the scene. I think Nick Cannon committed this crime. Yes. <laughs> and Gilbert Cannon, a black man, had a striking resemblance to that original composite sketch, especially when they look back at photos of him from 1991. It was like a total match. Wow. So this guy's real. But this guy is not the hitchhiker. He's the hitchhiker. Oh, he is the hitchhiker. He's the hitchhiker that okay. Charles had described. Dang. Right. Okay. Kind of a bummer. Right. 
Why the, I don't know. The hitchhiker just sounded kind of sound cute. Sound like a like made up <laughs> random thing, no, right? No, he just sounded like a cute guy. And I was just thinking maybe he's still around. The mis- <laughs> like not a murderer. Dude, he's so old now. Ah, so am I. <laughs> Kim is single and ready to mingle. <laughs> just with this one hitchhiker. Yeah. But he's a murderer, so it's going to be a no for me. Yeah, he murdered an old woman with a screwdriver. Yeah, it's a, I, uh, listen, Jesus, it is a hard pass. It's going to be a no for me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> so authorities asked Cannon how he had known which house belonged to Charles and his mother, right? So if he's really this hitchhiker. Yeah. And he's going to kill Charles's mother. Gotta know. Because he was angry that Charles didn't take him the whole way. Uh, Gilbert Cannon said he didn't know. It was actually, literally, a coincidence. What? Yes. No. Yes. Oh, that sucks. A total so coincidence. Bad. Which to me, that's the biggest part of the story that I'm like, no way. That's and I so kept, weird. I kept researching it, trying to figure out there had to be something else. But they, I just, it kept coming up with that. Like authorities were asking him and they're like, so really it was a coincidence? And okay. it was. Guys, <laughs> if your sister is in labor <laughs> and you ask for a ride, mm-hmm. find, first of all, find another way to get there. Yeah. Second of all, that baby's not going to know if you were there right when the baby was born. So True. That's fine. True. Get there when you can yeah. safely. Be safe. If somebody gives you a ride, mm-hmm. be appreciative. Yeah. Don't be angry. Don't go killing then, their mom. Yeah. If it doesn't go exactly how you want it to go, don't go to a house and murder somebody. One, very fucked up. <laughs> Two, aren't you trying to get somewhere quickly? Right. Doesn't that delay your trip well, you're to gonna, go see your sister? You're going to find out what his true oh, man. motive was here, okay? So he had told police that he had been high on cocaine at the time and was looking for more. Oh. And so he just made up a story because he wanted to be picked up. And that's when Charles Holden picked him up. So Charles Holden didn't hire this man. Okay. Right? Good, good Charles. Because he remembers, Gilbert Cannon remembers getting kicked out of Holden's truck. Charles Holden's truck. Then he remembers entering Dorothy Donovan's house thinking it was abandoned. He just wanted somewhere to go. Oh, okay. And he remembers coming upon Dorothy, who gets up out of bed. He pushes her back onto the bed and then doesn't remember anything else. Oh, man. Ugh, I hate that. He was asked by the police if he had been asked by anybody to kill Dorothy, like by Charles Holden. He said no, um, that he acted entirely alone. This Killing was totally random. In fact, when they told him that the woman he killed was the mother of the man that picked him up, he was like, no way. He had no idea. That's wild. And the police, they could tell that he was totally shocked. He did not know that the guy that picked him up and the woman he killed, were. Con- he did not know they were connected at all. Wow. Which is insane. That's why at the beginning, you're like, that story that Charles Holden told is so ridiculous and yeah. unfathomable. But it was all true. Every... Wow. Everything about it was true. I know, right? And his sisters this whole time didn't believe him. So once this man, once Gilbert Cannon was arrested, the sisters, they spoke to the media a little bit and said, now we're going to start talking to our brother again all these years. We didn't believe him. That's a lot of work that needs to be done there. I know. That's a long time. Yeah. 15 years to hold that grudge. And obviously, because I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't believe it either. No. Um. So on April 24th, 2007, Gilbert Cannon pleaded guilty to murder of Dorothy Donovan in order to avoid the death penalty. Um, And he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Wow. And there you go. A crazy story. That one was really crazy. With a twist. On a ride. 
a ride, yeah. a wild ride. A wild, wild ride. The wildest ride in the wilderness. Um, Big Thunder Mountain? Good one. Thank you. I'm talking about Disneyland. I know. So what are your final thoughts on this case, Kimberly? Um, I have a couple final thoughts. Okay. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I'm, like, shocked by it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty ridiculous, and it's pretty out there. Yeah. Most likely, if you're going to get murdered, it's going to be... It's going to be solved pretty quickly because it's going to be someone that you love who got angry at you and killed you. That's usually what happens most of the time. This random stuff that you can't explain, that's so rare. And that's what happened here. It also sounds like um, maybe cocaine was not an ideal choice for this young man. No way. I'm blown away by the fact that this is like just a coincidence. A total coincidence. Too crazy. blown me away so much that I don't don't know if I have any thoughts. There's there's nothing even to say. It's just like so random, such a coincidence. And now that guy will be in jail forever. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Good luck, Charles. I mean, that that sounded very sarcastic, but like, I hope that he got some good therapy because that probably really messed him up a lot <laughs> some good therapy yeah. yeah for sure it must have so Sad story all around great Thanks. episode <laughs> great episode good job everybody uh, everyone everyone good job stacy great job kim good excellent job, job soundboard kim. good job wonder woman mug good job listeners thank you for listening yeah. we appreciate you best job of all best job um give us a rating in your podcast app and then you can find us online at the internet. Mm-hmm. Internet.com slash Kim Knows Nothing. Go to Kim Knows Nothing.com or go at Kim Knows Nothing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have you heard of Twitter, Stacey? No. It's cool. Oh, okay. It's very cool. Okay. Yeah, you'd like That's it. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so you can go there and we'll have all sorts of links and cool stuff. I put a very funny picture of the National Enquirer up recently. Ah. Because it was about Scientology. <laughs> I saw something that you posted cool. about Scientology. Okay. And I liked it. Okay, good. I didn't like it, but I Why? liked it. Because <laughs> it seems, um, what's the word? Or if you like your own stuff. No, it's cool. <laughs> Kim Knows Nothing posted something and only Stacey Snowden liked it. Yeah. <laughs> seems highly suspect. I go on Instagram. I go to the Kim Knows Nothing <laughs> Instagram account. I post and then I go back to my own Instagram then account. You like and it. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Gotta get the ball rolling. You Let's know? do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it more. So you can go on there. Um, and yeah, Stitcher. However, you're listening to the podcast, keep doing that way. Yeah, so please. I, I'm not gonna tell you how to find the podcast. Yeah, you've already found us. If you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wink.com. Promo code merch. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.